like Warden is literally like God flashed push button. Hello and welcome to episode 43 of the Unrenowned Podcast, where we talk about Siege, what we like about Siege. What we don't like about Siege. I'm Ryan. I'm Chris. We're in Chris's dirty bachelor apartment. It's not dirty at all, actually. Oh, I mean, it's, it's, it's not dirty. It's just bachelor. Sure. (laughs) This is the first time I've ever been in his apartment, and here we are recording the great Unrenowned Podcast. Yeah. Which we talk about Siege, what we like about Siege. What we don't like about Siege. Yeah. And I'm Chris. I'm confused. Why? What are we doing? We're just finishing the intro. (laughs) Okay, but here's what we're actually going to talk about today. Uh, There is a new patch out to the test server, which uh, includes the new deployable shields with a little see-through slit. So we'll talk a little bit about that. Uh, And then we'll do a little, like fully formed opinion segment on um operation flashbang or whatever site flashbang operation flashbang uh now that we've seen it a little bit we play with it uh we'll give you kind of our latest fully formed thoughts and uh then we'll do the little listener questions like we always do straight from you the listener yeah thanks to you the listener yeah tell me about this test server patch so, test server has a new patch which has been out. I said that already. Yeah, I know, but you want me to tell you about it, so I'm going to tell you everything I know about it. So, it has a new patch that came out. There is an exploits update. So, they finished some of the testing. What they really want to do is have a bunch of people go onto the test server and see if they can do the exploits again, because from their side, nobody is able to reproduce the bug. Another thing that they did is have a... De- these, this is the Clash exploit, exploit mm-hmm. the IQ exploit. Is there anything else? Deployable shield. There's a deployable shield exploit? Oh, with the, the holding it in your face. Right. Okay. Exactly. Um, they have also brought out the deployable shields V2. So it has basically windows in the deployable shield. They're a little bit wider, just a touch, and they can attach to doors. Um, so you can see through them. You can pre-fire while you go over them. And they now have a test server charm reward. So before, their reward was like you have to submit a bug. Three bugs had to be submitted and then like had to be... Um, confirmed by the community for you to get like the little charm that they gave you the raptor legs charm uh-huh. now you just have to have two hours of active playtime on the pc test server and you get a charm for doing it cool so this is good but i think they need they need something more than just a little charm because that's not going to get people to go there well what's been your experience playing there have you been able to find games better than before i found one game and it took like 10 like five minutes to get into the game so there's clearly not very many people and then the yeah. game that i was in people were like yeah q time is like 30 minutes long so i think i got lucky so, yeah, so, and this charm doesn't look particularly special. No, not at all. Like, yeah, I, think, cool. I think you could get people just with the charm, but I think it needs to be a cooler looking charm, mm-hmm. for one thing. Um, but, yeah, if they maybe if they did, like, a whole pack or something. Yeah, there you like go. Like, a charm and a skin and a... Or it'd, it'd be really cool if they, like, mixed it together. So, like, for the whole season, it'd be, like, if you, like... So for this one, you can unlock a charm by doing two hours, and then for the next one, you can unlock a skin or whatever. And then, like, if you do all of it, you get, like, some bundle or or, like, some super cool reward. Okay. Maybe actual renown or something if you, like... Like a really cool uniform for somebody. Yeah. Or, like, unlock a uniform of your choice. Yeah, that'd be sweet. Well, that's what renown is. Yeah, I guess so. Um... 
but I think that would actually get people to go because like I I didn't go on it to play it for this time. I went on it to try the deployable shield, you know, mm-hmm. like and that's not even why they wanted people there. They wanted people there to try the testing of the glitches and stuff. Yeah, which like if you had like a really cool charm or something really cool, like you'd get a bunch of people on there trying to redo the glitch. Yeah, totally. Um, anyway, back to the actual patch. Uh, so as far as we can tell so far, the exploits are fixed. Nobody's nope. posted that they've been able to do it. I haven't seen anything. Hopefully we won't see another video from, I'm not going to name names, certain YouTuber that tells everybody how to do the glitch. Yeah. They should be banned. Um, and bug fixes though, pretty much everything. Most things aren't anything that I knew about. The only one that I did see that I did know about was when you're watching, mainly when I'm watching Pro League, like people, they'll like go into their guns to ADS and while they have an ACOG sight on, it will still like look through their iron sight so you can't really see what they're like looking yeah, at. It's yeah. really hard to see. Mm-hmm. So apparently that's fixed now for a support mode or cache to view. Cool. Um, and then, okay, tell us about the deployable shields. You played with them. Yeah, I did. So originally when they released these, or they didn't release them, but when they showed them off, they were they were black mirror slits, so you couldn't tell if there was someone behind them. And I think that would have been way too overpowered. Because then when they changed it to this, I was like a little like disappointed, like oh, like those were gonna be fun. But I played with these, and it was way easier to like get kills because it's it's a free place to be where you're completely safe, but you're still gathering like really intel. good intel, mm-hmm. and you can very easily like just start pre firing and pop up on someone. Like they don't know when you're gonna come up. I mean, they can try to pre fire you too, but but that's just all a guessing game. Yeah, right. And you know exactly when you're going to pop up, obviously. I didn't get to play against anybody using them because I feel like as a sledge or a buck, it would be really easy just to throw a frag on them. Yeah. If there's someone behind there. But again, they're going to see you doing that. Um, It's not super easy to like, see through the slits either. Like It's not like you can just look right through it. You can, but it's it's a little harder than just like looking through a hole, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, They do attach to the doors. Right now, there is... like on the sides of some doors, like towards the bottom, you can still kind of see through the shield, which is a bug that they know about that they're going to fix. I feel like they still need to be wider though. Like they're just, when you put them down, like they said that they made them a little bit wider. I feel like they're still not wide enough. Like I still feel like I want a little more room to like feel comfortable behind it. Mm-hmm. Cause I don't think you can be seen, but you feel like you can be seen in certain places, you know? Yeah. And I feel like that's just really annoying with the playable shield. Do you feel this is going to shift the meta too far into the defender's favor? I like the idea that it's shifting the meta. I don't know if it's going to be too far. I think there's just you're going to have to bring something to counter to playable shield. So frags. I think it's going to be another like introduction to good frag kills or saving your frags for good things. Yeah. Yeah, like I don't, I don't know. I just like I guess I feel like defending has such a huge advantage. Yeah, um, certainly. Like if I guess like if if the attacking team's good and they're using drones and everything, that's like a really really big thing that defenders don't have. So that's huge, but like I don't know. I'm thinking about certain sites like um, basement on uh, Oregon. Okay. Right. There's that, that back entrance from the construction mm-hmm. that like right now people will frequently use a deployable shield there either like in the, like the hall with the open framing right, or just in the blue room on the, uh, that like door from the outside. Mm-hmm. And it's a really effective way to like just slow down or shut down that entrance altogether. Right. And so I'm thinking like now if I can see through that, as the defender, like it just seems like it would be really, really tough to really get anything on it. Or at the very least, it's going to start burning some utility before they can yeah, really move up. It's definitely going to burn like a capital bolt or a frag or something. But right. I, I think like 
I don't know. I can I can see that, like what you're saying for sure. But I think it could just be an opportunity for a free kill for attacking teams that are like coordinated. Yeah, maybe like if if you just like if you can come at him from the back stairs while you're like keeping his attention right yeah. there. If you people might be able just to get feel, him. feel invincible behind those. Yeah, yeah, totally. Which I think good teams are going to be smart enough just to burn the utility and then get away. But yeah, the, like one thing I really do like about it is it's making deployable shields a much more viable choice. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm saying all of this from not having played it, uh, so you're the only one who's actually played it. But it seems like now I when I'm playing, let's say Jaeger. Jaeger has a shield and barbed wire, right? Correct. Yeah. So like now I just always have barbed wire, but it seems like now I might consider on certain sites like hey maybe a shield would be good here whether i'm on it or somebody else like a good way for somebody to hold something down for a little bit no i would definitely pick i think now actually the deployable shield is one of the strongest secondary gadgets aside from impacts and nitro cells because even bulletproof cameras like yeah they're hard to destroy but if you put them in a spot like they can be destroyed whereas like the deployable shield you can be behind it you can fire from behind it, it gives you free intel and it gives you cover like i feel like it trumps the the barbed wire and the bulletproof camera by like a good margin. Yeah. Just adding these like little windows, uh, it just gives it so many more options of how to use it effectively. So now mm-hmm. it's like a very flexible gadget. It is. Um, and then also just that it like fits nicely indoors now. Uh, it's so nice. That's, that's going to be huge. Yeah. Um, I, I, I want them to, the problem is I don't want the defending to be too easy because we never get to defend first, especially, <laughs> Um, this is still happening, by the way. Yeah. If if you didn't hear the last podcast, we were saying how like every time that we play in ranked, we attack first, like literally every time, like mm-hmm. not exaggerating. Uh, and we've played, or yeah, I guess you've played like over twenty ranked games. Yeah. And they've all been attack first, which yeah. is like statistically nearly impossible. Right. It is. And then you played without me the other day and all played attack. a couple of games, all attack first. Yep. Like we have not defended first once. Yeah. This whole season, something weird is happening. It's ridiculous. Um, but I feel like barbed wire needs some sort of buff to it. Like it's, it's good when it comes down to like the last couple of seconds and it's loud and stuff, but I feel like it just doesn't do enough. Um, bulletproof camera, I think is fine, but I think the barbed wire just needs some, something to it. Maybe a third hit or maybe like a, you know what it needs? It needs Kaid to get his third artilla back. Yeah. That's really what it needs. Because that's huge. You can electrify like three sets of barbed wire. Yeah. Like, like two two packs of barbed wire three times yeah like it's he should have that i feel like but i i actually think barbed wire is pretty good as it is like uh i as an attacker i hate when i see barbed wire i i hate it and maybe it's because i think part of it is because i play a lot of thatcher and so most of the stuff i come up against i can just toss an emp against it and like not worry about it or it's like a frost trap obviously that's easy but like for the barbed wire, it's like, dang it, <laughs> I have to actually solve this problem. Yeah. Uh, they used to have it, too, where you had to, like, hit them in the middle. And so, like, you could yeah. just hit the side of them. I feel like that could be something that they could do where you actually have to, like, try to get... Because, like, now you can be completely out of it, like, not even really close to it, and you could destroy it, pretty right. much. Well, I mean, they've nerfed barbed wire mm-hmm. quite a bit since it came out. Like, they with that, where you don't have to hit it right in the middle anymore, um, it used to be three hits to destroy. Yeah, it's true. Um, So, I think I think... At least from when they did those nerfs, I think barbed wire was in where they wanted it to be. I don't know how it is now with all the new operators that have been introduced since then. And like, uh, obviously with the changes to deployable shields, like maybe that's shifted a little bit like where barbed wire sits. But I think one thing we need to accept a little bit in Siege is like everything doesn't have to all be like equal in terms of powerful power and uh, 
and usability and stuff like yeah that's true because then you're just gonna end up you keep tweaking everything until eventually everything is like not interesting right and things like we talked about this we haven't talked about this in a long time on the podcast but meta changes on its own and things get more powerful on their own yes um who was it a age of empires developer who Mm, some gosh, random game yeah, uh, uh, ah, dang it I, th- I think it was like a command and conquer or like a civilization like one of those like old strategy games some developer had had his like big thing about game balancing was like I don't do game balancing I just let it balance itself like I've I made the game and I made it well balanced as far as I could and then like the players from that point on like they rebalance it by like realizing like so taking an example that I'm familiar with Starcraft right like at first the Zergling rush is like OP and then people figure out that like I guess Broodor came out to change that but like Terrans and Terrans and uh, what are they called Marines and Medics together like can destroy Zerglings mm-hmm. and then people learn about like the Photon Cannon rush and so like it just keeps like rebalancing itself as players get better at the game but that's kind of the idea yeah, I just feel like that works so well in Siege. Like you see, like there's times where, like certain operators have really good wind deltas, and then all of a sudden they don't, and then all of a sudden they do again. It's like there wasn't even nothing changed with that operator, and they have like a pretty good pick rate. So we have good sample sizes on these operators, and they're just moving up and down the spectrum. Yeah, like and the meta just changes all the time. Like meta is constant. And Counter Strike, the meta changes in Counter Strike. Like it's been basically the same, but there's been changes like over the last couple of pro league seasons. Right, things change up. Yeah, we see that in anyway. terms of games that have been around in competitive scenes for a long, long time. So, um, Is that it then on this patch? Yeah, there's nothing else on this patch. It's not like a huge thing. The biggest thing is just the exploits update, so Clash will finally be able to be played. Yeah, and we have no game. idea when this will come. It may Mm-mm. be out by the time you hear this, uh, or it may be several weeks, so no idea when it's going to come to life. Looks like July 3rd, the test server is still going to be up, so that's the end of the test period is July 3rd. Okay. Which is the day this podcast comes out. That is correct. Cool. Okay. Um, let's talk about Operation Flashbang or whatever. Yeah. So Operation Phantom Sight. That's the one. Has now been out for three, four weeks. I think four. One of the two. Yeah. It's been out for either three or four weeks. <laughs> it's been out for a little while. We've played a good amount of it. I'd say probably more than we played. I think I played more ranked games this season than I did last season already. Wow. Because I don't know if that's true for me. I, but We didn't play that much last season, honestly. We didn't, but we're definitely in a faster pace this season than we were last yeah, season. Yeah, true. Um, so yeah, so let's start with Cafe, because I'm most excited about Cafe. Okay. Um, I love New Cafe. I yeah. liked it from the start, and I just like, I love it more and more the more we play it. Mm-hmm. I, I found like a couple of cool, like better spots for like Valkyrie cameras. Like I spent time doing that. I spent time just like looking at the map and getting like cooler angles, understanding like where the hatches have like moved to. Um, there... <laughs> Funny, there's a box in the kitchen that you can like, if you, so in the corner of the kitchen, there's like these boxes on top of like these serving platters or whatever, like you can vault on there and like you can prone and it looks like you're like completely inside the box. Cause you know how like if you prone, like your legs are in a certain spot, your legs look super small. Mm-hmm. So it looks like your legs are like completely inside this like little cardboard box. And you look at the camera and like your legs are just like way out there sticking out, but it's just funny. Awesome. It looks like you're just in a box. Yeah. I don't know why that's funny, but. Um. One thing I like about the kitchen, the way they've changed up the freezer, where it now has like, is it just one door and a window, or is it? I think there's 
There's a yeah, there's a door and it's a window a door to the right. Like, like a window-ish type mm-hmm. of thing. Um, which is weird for a freezer. Doesn't seem like it would have Yeah, I'm not really sure why it's there to be honest. <laughs> but um but like that has made the freezer much more of a factor in my opinion, just because mm-hmm. before it was like all hard, like unbreachable wall. Right. And then a door. So it's like, okay, you breach into the freezer and then what? Then you come into this kill box, like yeah. this kill box of a door. So like it never seemed to really be much of a factor. And so, I mean, the whole kitchen itself is all opened up a lot more and there's a lot more room to move around. But like just one time that we were attacking the kitchen, we decided to go through there. I was thermite. We hard breached that, that wall that was reinforced and we came in and we had options, right? Like we had different ways that we could go. We secured that first room and then we're able to like play off of that new foothold. And we had, we could go different ways, secured the area and got the bomb planted and kept going. And it's like, that was so cool to have another option on that side because before attacking first floor was just go plant in the bakery. bakery why right. would you ever go into the kitchen? Right. Every single time bakery. And then, and then like, for some reason you had to go in the kitchen. Like if I guess biohazard where it's in the kitchen. Oh, right. Like weird. It, it just seemed like there was never really a good way to get in there. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I think that's awesome. Um, the first floor, this is interesting too, where the like bar is on the first floor, just outside the kitchen, above the kitchen walls there, there's like openings in the wall. Like it's not, it doesn't go completely. It's kind of like border where there's like the parts of like the wall and the, um, upstairs in the armory, like the room next to it, the little office or whatever it's called, the other bomb site above uh, those reinforced walls. There's like the broken, it's not broken, <laughs> but it's like designed thing there's oh, a hole in the yeah, ceiling like the lattice yeah work right up top. Yeah. you can throw stuff through this is yeah. kind of a similar thing in um bakery uh not bakery in like the bar area of the first floor just outside the kitchen just above that there's that. like oh, there's no, open holes yeah, yeah. so you can throw frags and stuff and that's it's like on the north north side right or sure right? i don't know north southeast and west on cafe so north would be the um the docks okay yes then on the north side correct okay yeah um yeah it's over there so and that's like a common place i feel like for an echo or a maestro to be hanging out because it feels safe because you can put reinforcements there and it's like kind of in the corner of the kitchen but just right next to them there's these giant windows that are just kind of opened up they can go back through very interesting i I haven't really noticed or played with that at all yeah that's cool um what else about downstairs that like and entry just feels so much better like trying to get into a doorway there like there's there's a lot more like windows that hop into a closed off room instead of like a mm-hmm. big wide open space that is like super unsafe. Um, so yeah, like the bottom floor feels a lot better, and then like just the movement of the stairs like sort of opens it up in a much better way. Um, and then then top floor, so top floor like as far as defenders, I just feel like I feel so much more mobile up there, like mm-hmm. as opposed to just like getting locked down as soon as they get to the skylight. Right. You you can actually still move because they can't like see, they can't go on the sides of the skylight first of all. That's the right. biggest change. And so it's not like no matter where you go, you're going to get like shot by the skylight. You just have to stay away from it and just use that as like a they drop there, you kill them kind of thing, but just stay in the freezer the whole time. But instead it's like, no, you can use the whole third floor now. And even like you can use the second floor I feel like better because you people are actually dropping down the red hatch, red stairs hatch, or people are actually dropping down the new hatch even more now. So you can go up red stairs and get the flank on that. Those hatch drops that are happening more often than before. Yeah. Um, I was trying to think of like, oh, there's there's like a super cool, uh, was it a Valkyrie camera or an evil eye that somebody put um, underneath like the new hatch? somewhere that like Mm -hmm. 
it just had like a great view of like the whole thing up there, which is really cool. Um, sorry, that was like, <laughs> like totally random and not helpful. Um, I'm trying to think what else is interesting up there. I, I like how like um, there's a placement for mirror really now because they have that wall. If you're if you're on the skylight and you're looking down, I guess to the to the east. But if you're looking to the left from up on the skylight, uh-huh. there's there's a wall there north. now in the other objective room. Yes. So Mira frequently will put up a reinforcement and put a mirror window there because it can defend new hatch and then it can defend skylight drops mm. and red stairs. And it's like the only thing that can get to her is the windows, which do they take one of them out or is there still two of them there? Uh, I think they took they one might, of those out. They took both of them out? One. They took one of them. Mm-hmm. And that's still easily flanked by like the the window on white stairs that people can jump out of and kill them from. Yeah. So it's like, or the, the service door, the pillars store. Yeah. They can get out of. So it's like, that's a really good spot for mirror now to defend that push from red stairs and just that extra wall. Yeah. That's cool. I haven't actually seen that yet, but that's, that's super cool. But also like for attackers, it's way better. Like mm-hmm. that. Um, I feel like the, the new window that goes onto the new balcony on that same side that you're talking yep. about. Like that's a really good place to push for attackers. If you can just make sure that that actual landing is clear. Mm-hmm. And if you have people pushing over on the new hatch, like you're not really going to have any pressure to worry about over on the, um, on, on that other new balcony. Right. So you can like, you can hop in there. Like I've, I've used Ying a couple times there to come in and it's good. Cause you can just, you know, you flashbang your way in and then you've kind of got that on lock. Like it's, unless somebody tries to push you through that door, which is kind of hard. Um, that's a good place too, to try to counter that mirror from that window because I think you can almost see like a diagonal angle through right. there. Like, if you can get to that window too, as like a blackbird or something, you can hold down like a good part of the third floor, like a mm-hmm. rotation from Cigar Lounge. Just not going to happen with you sitting on that window. Yeah. Another thing I like doing as a defender there is um, actually playing first floor and like doing a little bit of roaming on first floor. And then mm-hmm. um, once they start pushing in, just coming up those stairs that have been moved in the pillar room. Uh-huh. And then you can, from there, you can see up to new hatch. You can see yep. if they try to drop there, you can try to catch them as they're dropping. Or, like, you can see back to the other window that we've been talking about, and you can get them there. And then, like, once they drop in and they take it, then you have a really quick path back to, like, red stairs or white stairs, depending which yeah. way is better. And you can get back up and help your team out. And so I think that's, like, a really good spot for, like, a sort of, like, a loose anchor slash roaming point. Yeah. Um, yeah. What about the new objective? We I really haven't played it that much. Yeah, people don't choose people don't choose new objectives. I think even if it mm-hmm. was like a really good one, I think it would take a long time for people to start choosing it just because they're not comfortable. Right. Um I, I feel like too it's not as good because I feel like reading room is a little harder to defend. Um I mean I guess that big window that used to be there is gone. Yeah. But still it's like a I feel like it's a harder objective to defend and it's hard to like cross that hallway instead yeah, of just like have trains and mining room and fireplace hall kinda of together. Right. They're split apart and that's really hard. Um because that hallway is just very dangerous as soon as people start getting in. Mm-hmm. Um and then like it, it unless you have a lot of um force over in train rooms and mining, it seems like it's pretty easy for attackers to take a hold of that and then have a good strong point to push from into that fireplace objective and then lock down the hallway at the same time yeah so like yeah i think that's probably some of the big reasons i'd like to play it a little bit more because it, it just seems kind of fun it does seem fun because i've we haven't defended reading room since we last played biohazard on cafe right so like i just have not defended that objective in a very long time so totally. it would be fun to try what's I'd... our what's our next season rework canal canal 
Yeah. Whoa. Yeah, I'm way excited. I'm so excited. I'm way and then excited. After for this theme park. Correct. Okay. Cool. I'm way Both excited for ones. Canal because I already like Canal, and so I'm excited to have it. If, assuming, assume, assumably, assume. <laughs> how does it go? Presumably? Presumably. Is that the only way to say that? There's no way to say that with assume. I don't know. I don't know what you're trying to say yet. My assumption would be, or like, that it's it's presumably coming back to or coming into ranked. Oh. I guess I guess presume is the word. <laughs> anyway. Presumably having uh Canal come into rank is exciting. Yeah, I was just gonna say with that, do you think they're gonna take something out? Or are they just gonna <sighs> add another map to the rank playlist? What are we at now? Twelve? Fourteen. Four- oh gosh. Yeah, that seems insanely large. I I don't hmm. I okay, I could see them subbing out either theme park because they're working on it or right. fortress Which it should be out now if they think it's not agreed. good enough to be in the game agreed um or fortress also a good one to take out uh i i mean i would really like to see them shrink that by half yeah and make it a much smaller pool but um i'm sure there's also a, a contingent of the community who's probably less vocal that would be very unhappy if they had only seven maps in ranked so yeah so that's hard. I like again. We talked about many, many times. Mm-hmm. The best way to fix this is with some sort of player influence as to what map they get to play. Right. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I, I, I could see them subbing out one of those two, but I would think it's more likely that they just add it because because like if they sub out theme park, theme park's coming back. Right. So that doesn't really make sense. So unless they're subbing out fortress or maybe skyscraper. Do you think, yeah, I think Fortress, Skyscraper, Theme Park, and Chalet. I, I do kind of like Chalet. No, Chalet's good. Um, compared, to those, compared to those other three, Chalet yeah. is like top tier. <laughs> is there another one that's like... Um, Villa, we're sort of so-so on. But I'm okay I like it Villa. better than those other ones. Yeah. Maybe just, just those. Like Honestly, those could be taken out, and I don't think there'd be very many people that would like freak out. No, you're right. Um, But... Anyway, that's Canal is going to be coming in oh, next season. Oh, New Hereford. There, are nobody. A lot of people hate New Hereford. Yeah, I don't think anybody would be sad if New Hereford was gone. Nope. I I wonder how it feels to like the people that made these maps. They're just like hearing like, please take this out of ranked. Like, I wonder how they'd feel like they worked on this map for so long. Yeah, and then it gets taken out of ranked play. Well, I mean, I think like a map can be fun and in ways good and not be like suitable for competitive play. Right. And, like, I mean, whole video games can be good and fun and not suitable for competitive play, sure. right? Like, so I don't think that necessarily means that, like, it's a failure unless that was, like, their intended objective for every single map. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, like, I, I think know, it was. Like, they did want it to be a competitive map, though. Like, they clearly, it was something they wanted to be competitive that they wanted. Yeah. I mean, they talked about, like, this is what it's going to do. You're going to be able to know where you are. Right. It's not uh, true. Well, I think, I think, like, well, with which one are you talking on? Fortress? Fortress. Yeah. Um, well, like with something like Hereford, I think that like their ambition got away from them. And I think mm-hmm. they like very much realized that after the fact and like they've, they've admitted as much pretty much. And so like, I, yeah, I, I think that they know now how to make a good map or how to make a map better. Uh, so I think they look at it back at it as a, back at it as a good learning experience and something that taught them about how to make maps better. Yeah. Which is good. Um, anyway, I think the back to cafe. 
both the first and third floor like reworks has made those more viable points to play now when defending the second floor. Like I feel like I mean either way you still have like the kind of the same rotations but just the extended mezzanine or balcony allows you to like kind of have a better angle down into mining room if people are pushing like into that window and from like red stairs you can kind of like catch them a little bit more like as they're going past that big door in mining room. Yeah. Um I think too like the first floor just the the increased complexity of it makes it so much better for like you to not get caught if you're trying to roam. Like you have more places to go. You're not, there's not just like, if I walked in here just a little bit, I'm going to get peeked from white stairs. If I walk this way a little bit, like easily all the bakery windows are going to catch me. And so like, I feel like you can actually hide more a little bit, like into the kitchen yeah. if you need to. Um, you just, there's better flanks for that second floor defense. Yeah. Agreed. Um, anything else on mm. your cafe? I think cafe is good. Cool. So do I. Cafe is fantastic and awesome. Uh, okay. Nook. Honestly, I haven't played her. I don't think I've played her one time. I played, I played her. her once. I played her once. Played as her or played against her? Played as her once. Yeah. Um, I've played her a couple of times and I just, it, she has no impact, at least at our level. I think she's yeah. a really good operator. I think she is too. But just nobody uses cameras that much. I, I think people do but i think this the situation hasn't happened where it's been helpful yet yeah i, I think if, that's if I, more the thing what i kind of wanted to do is just like commit to her and play her a bunch so that i could like really get the full experience and uh-huh. like and just like have in my mind how she works right because right. like with with so many operators now it's like i feel like with some of them it's just like if you if you don't invest a bunch of time in them then you just sort of like forget what they do Right. Like, and I, maybe I'm just stupid. Or how you should use them. And the the meta hasn't started with her yet, right? Like, it's still right. completely evolving. Players are still trying to figure out how to use her. So I think once we really start seeing, like, things pop up on the subreddit and, like, user, players, like, starting to understand how to use her, like, I I think we're just going to not understand Nomad. Yeah. Um. I wonder, like, Echo, Echo doesn't see her, right? But he sees the little glitch effect. He sees the glitch, yes, that comes up on the screen. Like I wonder HUD. if like you could use her to sort of just like stealth your way in and get a plant, you know, like obviously once you start planting, you become visible, but like if he just doesn't see you coming and you can get it planted before he realizes right. what's going on. Yeah. That's, I mean, it's a good counter to echo cause he's always on his freaking drone. Right. Like the, the trick is that like, cool, I got past the cameras. And so the guy doesn't have a warning I'm coming, but eventually you're going to run into somebody who has eyeballs and like, <laughs> they're going to see you. <laughs> right. And so it's like, it just seems like, like, it's not that big of a map, right? If it was, like, mm-hmm. a, a huge... If it was, like, a battlefield type of thing, you know, where it was, like, 64 players running around and you had this thing where you were invisible to surveillance stuff or whatever and you could, like, sneak through bushes and stuff, like, that would maybe be a lot more... Uh, I, I, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, not effective, but just, like... Um, Useful? Enticing. Like, okay. You know what I mean? But, like, it's it's such a small map. Like, it's not like you're not going to run into a person. Right before you get to the objective and do something, I wonder if you had like, so if they're defending organ basement, if you just don't shoot out the cameras, like if you have someone breach that wall that goes into the stairs uh-huh. right there, and you had just Nook just waiting outside, they breach that wall for you. Someone joins and sees like if Mira is like watching the window or whatever, and just turn on your thing because they're going to be watching that camera at least to see when you guys come in and just have her just walk in walk down the stairs like is she going to get caught or no 
because I feel like that warning mostly, for, especially from Mira, it comes from someone be like, hey, coming right now, coming right now. And then Mira like starts peeking at the window and stuff. But if she's got no warning at all, like, hey, someone's actually coming right now. Mm-hmm. Like, I wonder if you could like get down and get behind like the, the, um, the washing machine. Yeah, the washing the machine. Start getting a plant. Mm-hmm. But then I guess you got to defend the plant after you get it down. Like, that's going to be dangerous. Well, but I mean, getting I mean, at the that plant point, down, you've got, yeah. yeah. That's, that's a huge step. Um, we should try that. Yeah, I, I honestly just, I want to just say, like, I almost just want to play casual for, like, a few mm. matches just so I, like, can figure her out a little bit more and right. then just be like, okay, let's go into ranked and, like, commit to this and make it work. Um, let's do that. Let's plan to do that. Okay. Warden? Warden. Warden? Okay, first of all, <laughs> uh, so the Hot Breach podcast did a similar thing that we did a few weeks ago of, like, talking about Ubisoft's difficulty ratings for the operators. Uh-huh. And I haven't actually listened to the podcast yet. I want to go back and listen to it, but I just saw like their list of ratings and warden by the game was rated a two. I don't remember. Or a one. I can't remember. I think he was rated a two by the game. Every single one of them rated him a three as like the most difficult kind of operator to play. And I was like, what? Like warden is literally like got flashed push button that's as complicated as he gets yeah but i do see where they're saying because it's you have to pick them at certain sites like it's not like you just pick like some operators like valkyrie or um echo or jaeger like you can pick pretty much wherever and it works great whereas like warden it's not like you just pick them wherever like you pick them you have to know when to pick them and then you got to keep stay alive as him like you can't just die early yeah so like i mean i guess one thing that like it's hard to criticize uh anybody's ratings before i understand this is like i just don't know what their criteria was yeah like because if their criteria was something like how hard is it to be successful with this operator then maybe three makes sense because it's like right he's so situational and it's only works in certain spots right but i just so i guess i just don't know like what they're rating as far as like difficulty like is it difficult to understand yeah, or how do they yeah. define difficulty right um but it just seems insane because it just seems like it's like obviously you, you like if you're flashed or there's smoke you push the button yeah and then it you're fine so yeah i think it's a simple concept I think it's just like the applying applying the concept at the right time is where it gets difficult. Right. So I did have like a really good round with him, like a clutch round. Were you there for this? Maybe not. Uh, so like we were defending um, drugs on theme park. Okay. And I was like, you know what? This seems like a good warden spot because like a lot of times a glass will smoke that window and try to like push in from there mm-hmm. um, or like. Or they'll smoke or flashbang like the front door and try to run the front door of drugs. And so I was like, yeah, I'll, just give, I'll pick Ward and see how it goes. Um, I don't remember if I had any impact on the round until like the very end. But uh, but then like at the very end, it was like a like 1v3 in our favor. And it was a ying. And she like she picked off one of the guys, like I think trying to peek her or something. And then she like threw a flashbang in and was able to get the other one. And so like she was on the front door and she like nine banged me and I just like, I was able to just wipe it clean right away. And she like came rushing in and I just, I could Shot see her. her. <laughs> so like she was dead and like, uh, and also it helped that I was three armor because we were just plugging each other. And, uh, I think I had done a little bit of damage to her before that. And so, mm-hmm. so I was able to win that fight. And I remember her, like the, the player being like, what was your HP? Like how, how did you I think I do remember this? So, um, so yeah, Warden like saved my life there and it was good that he was a three armor, which was one of the things we were saying he shouldn't be. So, 
but again, I only picked him because like it seemed like that was a good site for it, and it only happened to be Ying that was right. the last one pushing. So it's just like that's I think what's going to be the problem for him is like it's not just that he's situational; it's that he's situational in a way that like you don't even know if the situation will present itself yeah. in which he's useful. I've seen him as a counter pick one time. I think we were playing against a Glass a lot or something, and someone was like, "I'm just going to play Warden." It's like, yeah. Do that. Play Warden. I don't remember if they act, ended up picking Glass again, but uh-huh. it was like, yeah, he's he's a good counter pick. If they've got a counter pick, he's a good counter pick. If they have like a good Glass player, they keep playing a certain thing or they're trying a certain plant. Like he's definitely a good counter pick to have. Right. Yeah. So okay, this actually made me think of something. Um, it was actually between that and and another thing that I'll talk about later. But uh, I was wondering, like, would it be cool to have? And this might have to be like a separate mode from ranked, but if you had like more of like a a like competitive play mode or something like that, where like you would be put into like an actual set or like a match set with another team, and so you'd be like a best of three games or something. Okay. So like you would you would basically be locked in for at least two games, maybe three, depending on if it goes one and one for the first two. Hmm. Uh, and so then like because of that, like you would be able to adjust your strategies map to map a little bit where it's like, okay, they are killing us with their trappers. Like, okay, let's, let's start picking IQ. Like, okay, we know that this guy XX devil's headshot XX <laughs> loves to like, uh, rush with Ash. Right. So like, let's figure out a way to slow that down. Very good name. Thank you for that operator pick. Yes. Thank that you. That sounds about right. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, would that be cool? Yeah, I think it would be. I think you definitely have to, like, they're, like, are you saying, like, this is something that you just choose to do? Yeah, like, it'd have yeah. to be a separate game mode from ranked, and, like, yeah. probably all the same rules for the most part, uh-huh. but, like, just just something that's a little more involved. Yeah. Um, just, just, like, being able to, like, rematch a team would be cool, you know, mm-hmm. where, like, no, you, hey, you gotta beat us again. Like, okay, cool, you beat us on theme park, fine, but we know you suck. Like, we're <laughs> gonna beat you as soon as we get uh, Oregon, right? Or whatever yeah. it is, like, um, I don't I, know. I do think it would be cool at least to have a rematch button because I feel like there's no reason not to have a rematch button. I mean, like if it you, takes eight out of ten votes to get it, you could you could abuse uh, the MMR system that way. I feel like how? Um, I don't know. It it like it just it seems like giving players control over who they're playing against in any way seems like it could abuse that. But mm-hmm. if it was just like just one rematch, like you can do one rematch yeah. and then and then the next one's done, you know. Because I feel like the only time I feel like you could abuse it is if you got partnered up with someone else that you're trying to go against. Like, then you guys could just keep going back and forth and forth and forth. But, like, other than that, I feel like you, I mean, there's no way, and it has to have 8 out of 10 votes. Like, that's, I guess it would have to probably have 10 out of 10 because you don't want. Well, I mean, if you vote a rematch, but, like, two people left. I guess you just search for the other two. Yeah. Yeah. Seems like. Yeah. that. I mean, 8 out of 10, I feel like, is a good number, too, because then you make people have to rematch. I mean, you, you, what am I saying? You, people have to say they want to rematch and to get one, you know, like right. on both teams. Yeah. So it's not like a team can just be wrecking the other one, like force them to rematch by getting five votes. You sure. know what I mean? Um, anyway, I was just thinking it'd be cool to have something that's like a little more long form. Yeah. As far as games. Um, but anyway, Warden, anything else on Warden? No, he runs funny still. Yeah, he does run funny. And it, it, it like, 
it threw me off when I picked him. And like this, as soon as I started sprinting, I was like, whoa, like, what's, what's, <laughs> what's going happening? on here? The only like other changes was Twitch's F2 has more recoil and that's pretty much it. Nothing else really changed. Just that. And I mean, that I've, I've noticed it for sure playing, but I haven't ever, the other thing is glass. I haven't played glass, honestly, since his rework. I haven't touched I have. him. Um, the but the couple times I played him, I don't think that it really came into play. Yeah, yeah, but I I feel like I haven't seen as much glass. I think you're right. I think I've seen certainly less glass. I, I'm trying to think how much glass I really saw before, though. I mean, I definitely like some. People, I feel like I haven't seen him in a long time. Yeah, I think you're right. I think people picked him a lot before. Um. Also, like another note on Nook and Warden, I haven't seen anybody picking them. No. I've seen Nook a couple of times, handful of times, same with Warden, but it's not like, it's nothing like the Mozzie picks when he first came out or right. the my Maverick and my, oh my gosh. Yeah, my Shalabai, Maverick and uh, Clash. Oh yeah. They were picked a bunch. Oh, Maverick was picked out. every round. Yeah. He still is picked pretty frequently. Yeah. Um, who else? Like, who's the other? I feel like Gridlock was never really picked all that much. No, Gridlock never was. Uh, Nomad and Lion, freaking Lion and... I think not as much, but Lion was picked all the time yeah. when he came out. Um, Wasn't I mean, there, but I could see that. There's a there's a ton of operators that had that treatment of just being picked all the time. And I feel like a lot of these later ones have just been a little underwhelming in that way. Um, the other thing that actually did come with this season was a new ranked rule set, which is awesome, that we both love. And pick and ban. Oh, I kind of forgot that that came this season. Yeah. And okay, what's actually interesting with pick and ban, I was thinking about this, is the operators that are the most annoying ones, the ones that are banned most frequently, are the operators that are also the most unrealistic. Have you thought about that? Like operators with mechanical gadgets, they really aren't banned ever. It's Blitz, Kavera, Echo, and Jackal are the four most Mm -hmm. banned. I say Blitz is the most realistic out of all of those for sure. Yeah. But the other ones, like just things that I think I are very realistic are just annoying to play against because it's like, are you serious? Like, this is ridiculous. This is dumb. Yeah. Uh, see, I'm trying to think of who else would be super unrealistic. That's like picked frequently. Um, I mean, somebody like Legion Legion is banned pretty frequently. Yeah. What about lion lion, like hardly ever lion, banned. definitely unrealistic, but yeah, he's never banned. I feel like he was banned all the time before he was the road to SI. He was banned almost every single time. Um, Nook. Ooh, Nook's another good one. She's not banned. Nope. But, but, but no, I see what you're saying. Like, uh, yeah, some of these operators that just have these like sort of over the top gadgets of mm-hmm. like their cloaked or like Kavera can like, somehow give live through the wall real-time locations yep. of where everybody on the other team is like that's just crazy unrealistic and then jackal like can see footprints like and like find out where you are because of footprint that you left 90 seconds ago so is that pretty much wrap up uh operation phantom site yeah flashbang or whatever i think it does the other random thing that i was thinking of is uh leo vader who is uh one of the video guys at game informer he made a very funny video comparing the E3 trailer of Siege to the current game and then like testing out the tactics that they do in the E3 trailer mm-hmm. and like in the real game and like how terribly it would work. And it's like super hilarious. So Didn't you, you talk should about this that. already. I, I posted it in the discord uh, once. Okay. I don't remember what it's called. 
But if you just search like Game Informer, Rainbow Six Siege E3 comparison or something, I'm sure you would find it. Yeah. um, It's funny. It is a funny video. It's it's pretty funny. And uh, yeah. So one of the things with that, so they talk about how when Siege first came out, you used to be able to destroy floors completely, like 100% where you could fall down them. What would you think about floors where you can do that? Like now, not all of them, but what if there were certain parts of floors that you could destroy completely? Yeah, so if there's basically a third kind of uh, a floor. Yeah. Or I guess, yeah, or what third. If, what if Thermite could put his Thermite charge on the ground and it would destroy the metal beams? Oh, yeah, I think we've talked about this before. Have we? Because um, that might be cool. That would be cool, especially because, like, you can't reinforce floor. Hmm. So, like, if you saw the Thermite coming or you heard it, like, yeah, maybe you could, you could shoot, shoot it. it before it could go off. Because it has time. But yeah, it, time. it would be kind of cool if... Like Thermite and Habana were able to make hatches wherever they wanted. Yeah. But that also seems crazy. It does. It does seem crazy, but I feel like there's plenty of time to make that not be a problem. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like it's risky for Thermite to potentially waste a charge by putting, like, I don't know. And it's not, if defenders can't do it, then they can't, like, block off. Because the problem with, the reason they changed it is defenders could, like, basically make a hole and just make it impossible to get to places because there's, you just made it, like, an island now. Oh, yeah. Um, So that was the problem with that. But it's, like, if only attackers can do that, I guess they could do the same thing if you get, like, if you get the bomb planted, you could destroy something and... Make it impossible to get to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Well, the other thing, too, is just, like, sometimes so much of, of a round comes down to, like, contesting the hatches right and so it's like okay if you're just saying that a hatch is anywhere that it, that thermite wants a hatch to be then like yeah, that that's kind true. of ruins that whole gameplay yeah but i wonder what would happen if they made certain floors like breachable completely breachable yeah like if it was it was a design element where mm-hmm. like yeah this floor they can open that up and come through if they want to that'd be cool which is basically the same as like walls right some walls are just right. soft breach and yeah and they some come are through. some have beams yeah okay then let's Get on to listener questions. Um, if you have questions for the podcast, you can ask those in two places. One of those is on Twitter at r 6 renowned. Go follow us there and ask us all your questions. And another great spot is in our very own Discord server, which you can find by just Googling Unrenowned Discord. And uh, we have a channel dedicated to podcast questions. So hop in there, ask your questions, and don't forget in the Discord channel server... Uh, we're tracking your questions and you ask how many is it six Six is what we decided you ask six questions to get on the podcast and you earn the podcast questionnaire role in the discord and everybody will know that you ask good podcast questions yeah yeah our first question today wait don't forget also also if you just want to follow us because you don't care as much about the unrenowned podcast in general, but you care about me specifically. Which is, I mean, probably not, but... <laughs> you can find me as Ryguy on Twitch and YouTube, which, by the way, I changed my name from VG Fiasco to Ryguy, and all I had was VG Fiasco, like, channel art and icons and stuff, <laughs> so now I have, like, no icons. <laughs> so I'm stuck. If anybody wants to make me some icons, please let me know. Yeah, do that for Ryguy. And then I am on those same platforms, Twitch and YouTube, as Just Hello with three O's. Yeah, Ryguy and Just Hello. We stream frequently. Not that frequently. <laughs> we usually stream some Siege on Wednesday nights. We switch from Tuesday nights to Wednesday nights and then mm-hmm. usually Friday nights. So feel free to hop in the Discord and play with us on either of those nights. And then uh, also, 
come and watch us on Twitch and hang out, and it'll be lots of fun. Yeah, we stream Rocket League every once in a while as well. Yeah, we love Rocket League, and we're actually much better at Rocket League than we are at Siege. We're Diamond. We are Diamond players. Yeah. Yeah. All right, give us our first question. First question comes from The Octave. He says, hey, guys, I wanted to ask what you think about the idea where you can pick up the drones of your teammate. Yesterday, I played a casual match and got out of drones at a teammate droning me, and he died. He got killed. He says, so if you're out of drones and you find a drone of a teammate that's dead, can you pick it up and use it as a drone, excluding the Twitch drone? Hmm. I think if the teammate is dead, I think then, yeah, that would be interesting. But I think like if they're not dead, definitely cannot pick up their drone because yeah. that is a awesome opportunity for some serious grade A griefing. Yeah. Um, trying to think if there's any problems of picking up a dead teammate's drone. Like if I had a drone in a specific spot because it's, it's like got a good view of something and somebody comes and picks it up. I mean, but they're still alive. Like, that's them being dumb, right? Like, I don't think yeah. that would happen, like, where it matters in, like, a ranked match. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to leave the drone there unless he really wants it somewhere else. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess that's fine. Is it too too much for the defenders, though? Like... I mean, for the attackers? I don't think so. Because, like, if you think about... We already know defending is easier than attacking, for the most part, in right. most locations. But the drones are what I feel like mm-hmm. can make the difference. Yeah. And so if you're now saying, like, attackers essentially can have unlimited drones. Yeah, I guess stockpile of drones, yeah. Not unlimited, but... You have 10. Let's try but, it. Let's do it. Yeah, let's Put try the TTS. Give yeah. us an event. Also, yeah, the thing with, like, the breaching the floors all the way or whatever, like, put that in an event. Let's yeah. see it. Yeah, seriously. Do it. All right, Hate Smithic said, I saw you guys retweet Flank's post about Pro League. I would like to hear your guys' thoughts and feelings about the things he had to say. So basically get flanked, uh, tweeted out kind of just like a, uh, open request to all content creators. Like, Hey guys, let's try to like focus on, um, you know, bringing up pro league as much as we can and like directing people toward that, helping to grow that scene. Like, it's really cool what they're doing with that. And like it, like we just, we can help a lot. I think, uh, was kind of his, his thing. And so I just sort of responded like, Hey, yeah, we added a, um, uh, pro league discussion, channel to our discord server so if you're into pro league and you're in the discord like go check that out uh and then also like we're planning to do a pro league minute uh, occasionally on the siege so we did it once uh a while ago when they were doing the what finals was that some pro league finals i don't remember imitational could have been the imitational. the imitational um and our our friend camden came on and talked about pro league and what was going on and stuff and a lot of people liked it so we're planning to continue doing that um just kind of throughout the season um uh as as that works out with schedules and stuff so anyway like i i think it's cool that like um get flanked is behind this sort of grassroots effort to try to build up pro league a little Mm -hmm. bit yeah i was talking to tl bear and the pro league channel and he was pointing out like one of the biggest things honestly of why pro league like there's not as much hype for these big events is because they have so many events where like different regions can come and like like go against each other whereas like csgo and like um league of legends like 
the different regions, they only can see each other one time a year. Like, oh, really? there's one big event, and that's where the regions come together, and that's where you really see who's the best. So it's like the Super Bowl. Right. But we have, like, four times a year that, like, there's, like, the middle random events that break up the Pro League season that's right in the middle, like, the Invitational and the Road to Six Majors, I think, one of those two. And then there's the two Pro League finals at the end of each season. And so, like, they see each other, they can see each other four times a year where it's just not as exciting. Uh-huh. So there's, like, a lot more hype if they can do it that way. I think that is something that Siege should do is like look at or Ubisoft should look at like let's see how these other communities are doing their pro league scenes because we need more hype at ours which I think there's hype but not nearly as much as there is for CSGO or League of Legends yeah I don't know why like I I like I want to say that Siege is just a more complex game to follow and understand yeah I, I mean and like Counter-Strike and League of Legends are much bigger games overall than Siege right. so that, that's got to be some of it Right. Um, I guess like like to me at least, Counter Strike seems like a much simpler thing because it's basically mm-hmm. the same as Rainbow Six with a lot f- less like uh, complexities to it, right? Um, League, like I think there's a lot to understand about League, but I think it's a little more straightforward as far as like you can see a top down view of the map and or understand who's winning, right? Right. Um, where like Siege, it's like you can't really tell who's winning until until the round's over, basically, really? right? Like it's like it's things can just turn around so fast. Mm-hmm. The thing is, too, like especially when they keep switching people, like you you see two v five, but really it's five v two. Like you you can you just can't really tell which ones defend. Like if you just go into a match, it's kind of hard to tell like right away. Like oh, this team's defending; they're the ones that are actually two v five. You know what I mean? It's like they could work on their like viewer HUD a little bit more. Mm-hmm. I think and like I think like get get rid of a lot of the player HUD. Yeah. On there, like we don't need to see most of that stuff, and like just show, uh, more of like, uh, some some sort of like easy to tell player count of who's alive and who's dead yeah i don't i haven't like paid a ton of attention so I, i'm sort of criticizing something without really knowing what it looks like but one of the biggest things at least when they were doing the last um pro league finals or i think it's probably fine no pro league finals it was because it was empire that beat uh g2 esports um when they're doing that they have like on each side so you have to win two matches right and like in, ma- in a match set and on each side of, like, after the team names, it has, like, these two boxes on them to show, like, how many rounds you've won. But, like, the colors they chose are, like, so both boxes are, like, orange or orange and blue. And then when it fills up, it's just a different color of blue. So you can't tell, like, is it saying that they won, like, this one, these people have won. Wait, maybe that doesn't make sense because either way, I guess either way, if it had two, they'd have won it. But anyway, you can't tell, like, which one's being filled up, if that makes sense yeah. at all. Like, cause the colors are just bad. Yeah. But random something they could just work on. Next question. Comes from Belgarath 50. His new operator idea. Someone that would have three rugs. You can place on soft floors to stop them from being soft breached. It worked well with Mira. You can protect her. Stay on aviators wall from being popped from underneath. What do you guys think? Also love the stream. Started listening when I was moving houses. Now hooked. Oh, thanks. Thank you. Um, we've talked about this, like reinforcing floors or some of that can, we've talked about like a spray or something you lay across the floor. I think rugs is a good, that's a good name for it and a good idea. Like something you just roll across it. Yeah. And I'm, I'm down for someone that can do something like that. Yeah. Um, is it, is it too situational? Okay. Well, here's, here's a question I want to ask. 
Who is the most situational operator in the game right now? Is it Castle? I think it's either Castle or Warden. Yeah, Warden is... The the thing about Warden's situationality, though, is that his is based a little bit more on, like, what the other team does. Right. Which is, like, a weird sort of, like, a different, like, class of situation situationalness, situationality, situation... Sure. Yeah, I know what you're going for. <laughs> uh, versus, like, everybody else is, like, more, like, depends on the map, depends on the site. Like... Yeah. Um... Let's see. I'm just like looking through. I guess IQ is pretty situational, but as there are more and more electronic gadgets, she becomes more just like, well, she may she may or may not work out in your favor this time, you know. Um I mean a lot of them are like pretty general where you could use them any time. I feel like-, like I guess Maverick kind of is, but like he's situational in a way it's like will almost always work. Yeah, I feel like uh, Gridlock can be pretty situational as well. Is she situational or just not good? <laughs> kind of both. <laughs> um, anyway, like, I guess my question is, like, when we ask is somebody too situational, like, who do we compare them against? You know, it's like, this is the most situational operator currently in the game. Warden, Castler, Tachanka. So, yeah, so if we look at those, I mean, Tachanka isn't even situational as much as just not like doesn't work in in siege right yeah but yeah i like warden and castle i think are good measuring sticks so okay so comparing somebody like this against castle i guess that's just as situational if not less so probably yeah which which castle we think is a problem so that's not necessarily saying like yeah green light but i do think like a lot of especially higher level play you get to verticality becomes a huge thing that's true so and there's you no can, defense against it no if you can take that off like i feel like that's huge like other than roaming especially yeah especially like ventilation in workshop that's always attached from above if you can put some rugs up there to stop them from getting you from above a lot of times it's used by defenders to try to defend it but also vice versa when they take it it's bad news right bad news yeah, no, I think that'd be good. Uh, does, can anybody breach it? Thermite and Havana, maybe? Yeah, Thermite, Havana, Maverick. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, I like it. Let's do it. Green light. Okay, uh, next question comes from Dilbert Ashitaka. Yeah. Dilbert asks, do you guys think they have rank programs to keep people down if they win too much? My buddy and I play a lot, and every single time we start off with a handful of wins, and then like clockwork, we get stuck with either a bunch of idiots on our team or against difficult opponents. It's almost like Siege doesn't want us to rank up. So, I mean, obviously, as you're winning, your MMR is going up, right? right. So, you, naturally, you'll be against harder people. And then I think it's just luck of the draw as far as who your teammates happen to be. Yeah, I don't, I don't think Siege is programmed to like force you to play like with people that suck at the game because you're starting to do really good yeah like i don't think they're they're building it to to stop streaks right that doesn't really make sense so i guess no is my answer yeah (laughs) um but i mean suggestion just get a full squad right eliminate that one set of variables and that can help a lot yeah i think uh and you can do that in the discord server 
Yeah, you can. Um, Just Unfriendly mentions this, and he's actually our next next question. And I think they do try to like match people of equal party sizes because I have seen more frequently that we're in a five stack, we're going against other five stacks. Yep. Um, so that's something that I think they do. And Just Unfriendly asks, in what areas do you think the two of you feel you've improved the most in your gameplay since starting the podcast? Hmm. So basically going back to Grim Sky, mm-hmm. since then, how have I improved? That is an interesting question. I think strategy has definitely gotten stronger, like trying new ideas, understanding new ideas, and then actually putting them to the test. Like I feel like we come up with some like interesting ideas in the podcast that we actually go try out and they work. Mm-hmm. Um, and or then, they don't. <laughs> or they don't. But I think trying trying them and then actually attempting to play Siege more in general because we have a podcast about Siege right. just helps us to be better at the game just because. Yeah. But I think um, strategy for sure, like something like, okay, well, let's try this actual attack and make it work. Yeah, I'm I, not sure why the podcast did that. Maybe just more thinking about Siege, doing Siege. Well, yeah, I guess like sort of on the same, li- same lines, just trying to think about the game a little more systematically. And like, um, like because we're now like actually analyzing things and like not that I'm not necessarily saying that like we're pro league analysts or whatever, but like we are thinking about things as to like, okay, how effective is this really? Cause we have to like sell to our audience. Like, yeah, this is a good way to play this operator. Right. Like, right. So like we just having to think about things a little more talking about maps and how like a change to a map might affect the meta. Um, I think like we've just become more informed overall. And so like, we just have more data to pull from, you know, and like, and then like you're saying, just playing more, I think we've gotten better. I don't know if I could point out to like a specific place where I've improved the most. Uh, Maybe just like trying to uh, synergize with my team a little better, like picking operators more, um, more strategically as opposed to just like, uh, I'm just going to play Rook because I don't want to think about it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. Which I still do sometimes. That's not to say that like I don't just default to Rook. Often. Yeah, he's a good pick. He is. All right. Just goodbye. <laughs> says, am I the only person that needs to clean the massive amount of dust off their ceiling fan? Not really a podcast question, but still. I thought that was actually a good podcast question because I am sure there are tons of people out there that have not cleaned the dust off their ceiling fan. Go check your ceiling fans, people. There's actually a ceiling fan duster. That's a thing. That is stupid. It's like literally has like a, it's a duster basically thing, but it has like a hole in the middle of it that you put on the blade and wipe it off. Bunch of dust comes off of there though. There's a lot of dust up there. Totally. Um, no, you have to clean that stuff. Dilbert, I'm taking another question because that wasn't a real question. All right, fine. Dilbert has another question. What do you guys think about Kaid being able to stick his electric claws onto attacking shields, doing some damage after they activate until the shield op rips it off or it eventually just comes off? I think Kaid needs a little buff, especially since they took his barbed wire and this may make him more fun. That is cool. I kind of like giving Kaid an active ability. Mm-hmm. Something against Montaigne that's just got his thing up, like... Oh, there you go. Yeah, it's like if, if it only sticks to the metal of the shield, right? right? Like if you miss them or if they turn or something, like then it wouldn't stick. Like and then it does like a, a minuscule amount of damage, like electricity already does. Yeah, it's like three damage per tick or something yeah. like that. I think it sounds great. I think Let's it'd be way cool. This is a good idea. It's a great idea. I think what's hard about this, and I mean, someone I feel like someone said something about this too, but you have to almost give him another. Artilla, because at that point, like he's just gonna 
Like then he has to save one and like not reinforce something because yeah. he only has two. Yeah. It, yeah, like it it like it would be good for him, but I then like are you picking him just for that at that point? Because like you're saying, you only have two to play with, so then like it seems like you're not really using him for what he's intended for. Right. Uh, Evan Sanders says, "Have you guys run into people in game who will spam the <laughs> spam the creator symbol in the chat to lag the server? It's really annoying and it completely ruins the game for both teams." Yes. Yeah, I've done it. <laughs> Someone else did it first, and I did it back to him. Yeah, so I'm sure this is only on PC, but like for some reason, if you just type in a big string of greater than symbols, the whole game locks up for everybody for like mm-hmm. probably a good second. Yeah, second half or a two. second maybe. Uh, it just like just freezes, and uh, it's it's very strange. It's funny though, but it is kind of funny. Zyconix said, "Hey, I love your podcast. I was wondering if there's a way to fix my ping on PS4. It's fine. I have no trouble, but on PC, I can't play at all. It's all over the place. So it'll be a 50, then jumps to 800. If you have any thoughts on how to fix it, let me know." So I guess this is a tech support uh, <laughs> podcast now. Yes, it is because I have a suggestion for you, and that is Ethernet cord. Yeah, you should you should if you can try to plug in Ethernet cord. That will I have never had problems with ping having an Ethernet cord plugged in unless I'm playing on like a way different server, but intermittent connection issues are the worst thing. And I didn't have a problem with it ever until I moved to this apartment and I didn't have my Ethernet cable plugged in and I was like shooting at someone, like visibly shooting at them. People these are like the videos that people post, like, oh good hit reg. It's like no good like bad internet because i didn't have any icons on the top to be like oh your internet's bad or anything my ping was fine but i was having problems like that and it was frequently and then i plugged in an ethernet cord and it's been fine ever since yeah so wi-fi is not really built for gaming yeah and, and like if you get the right stuff if you get it like a good router and a good adapter right. like you can make it happen i play on wi-fi and it's generally fine but it's still not as good as if i was just wired in right and if you're going to buy like an ethernet cord just you can get a lot the thing is honestly say your ps4 is like 20 feet away from your router if you're just gonna like play it at night so you can plug it in just at night and then unplug it like i used to do that when i lived at house with my parents i would plug it in at night and then i'd unplug it when i'm done playing because i'm not gonna have like this cord running through the house all the time yeah but it's like and you can get those too. also monoprice.com sells cords for way cheaper monoprice is pretty cool freaking anywhere um you, <laughs> i still i'm not quite sure why we answered that question but because i mean one. he needs to solve his i'm sorry playing with better internet sucks it does suck. It's true. Uh, Diesel Dave said, whatever happened to the supposed Wildlands Siege collab that was supposed to take place a while back? Was it just a rumor or was it a leak? I played Wildlands a couple days ago and remembered it. So I thought you'd know more about this. I thought that this did happen. Just a little bit. It did happen. Cavera uh, was in Wildlands. Yeah. And actually, I think there was like a whole group of operators that were in Wildlands for like a, an event or something. So I think it was Cavera, Jaeger. It might have been Jackal. Um, I don't remember for sure, but like there definitely were siege operators in Wildlands for a time. I think you still can like get their skins or something. That definitely happened. There's never there hasn't been anything from Wildlands in Siege. And I think that's because Siege is a bigger game than Wildlands. Yeah. Okay, another question from Diesel Dave. Have you seen the leaked smoke elite like street graffiti looking skin and animation? What do you think about it? And also there at one time was one that looked like a plague doctor that had the beak mask. I'm not sure if the plague doctor was fan made or not, but it would definitely be cool to see in game. So we've answered. I don't like how it looks. I think the thing is that I don't like where they are trying to go with the elite skins. Like I feel like the first couple they did were pretty good, like doc and Twitch. 
um, because they were more like just like kind of a different armor, like uniform. But like recently they've been doing like this bandit one. That's just like this weird biker outfit. And like this, this, uh, smoke one's like a street. Yeah. Like he says, street graffiti looking skin, like some street gang kid is what it looks like. Like, I don't, I like more like the more arm, like Legion. He just has like a bunch of really cool armor on. Like, I like that kind of style where it's like, they just have this super cool outfit that goes along with them. Like smoke. They could have made like some cool smoke, Elite skins, like they could have had like a hazmat suit outfit or something like that. Like well, they, they could have made them. They already cool. have hazmat suits, but I you see what you're saying, right? Something with like a bunch of like tubes and stuff coming yeah. off of it that would look pretty cool. Yeah. Um. So like with the bandit one, it it makes sense with his backstory, right? Like mm-hmm. that's part of his thing was that he was undercover bio, and all that stuff I with the drugs and all that. Don't like it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I get it. Um, but I do, I do really like the, uh, the like the doc one and the twitch ones that you were saying. They're like they're based on like historical conflicts uh-huh. that those countries participated in. So like World War Two and World War One come up a lot and with like the French and the British operators and then like uh Valkyrie with the Vietnam thing. Like I think that's cool. Yeah. That they're like based in in like you know, historical conflicts. That's that's I think I appreciate that. Um yeah, some of these other ones I think are just like cool. It's just another skin for smoke. Yeah. It's a lead about it, exactly. Anyway, Evan Sanders asks, wrist aim or arm aim? Yeah, so if you're not a PC player, this is basically saying, like, with your mouse, is your sensitivity high so that you can just kind of rotate your wrist to aim, or is it low so that you drag your whole arm to uh, to aim? What do you do? So I have a bigger mouse pad, so I, th- I definitely drag my arm around, but I don't drag it around as some... Like, some people, like, literally just like have a stiff wrist but like i definitely still use my wrist a lot uh-huh. in aiming and i do move my arm around like a good amount but i'm not one of the people that's like from the middle of my screen i go to the edge of the mouse pad and i'm like all the you know like 180 degrees like that's not yeah how i do mine yeah that's i feel like that's just too much that's exercise right there i got to play a video game <laughs> i have smaller space to work with yeah um i i've always had like a pretty small mouse pad like i didn't, I didn't have a lot of desk space so i've had a small mouse pad and so it's straight up wrist aim but I actually recently got a like a big fat mouse pad so uh i was actually thinking of like switching up my sensitivity but i'm just afraid to do it <laughs> so uh, eventually yeah. I will be closer to arm aim. I th- arm aim, I think is like the, the superior way to do yeah, it. Cause you can sure. get more precise. Yeah. Just depends if you want to, um, exercise. Yeah. Mario playing siege. Okay. Kaepernick says, how do you guys feel about people who intentionally throw games in ranked? Uh, do we need to read the rest of this? Or is that basically the question? That's basically just an explanation of what's happened to him. I, I feel like I see this more, and he's saying this is happening to him, like gold too. But I saw this a lot more like when I got stuck down in freaking copper and bronze. Yes. I would see it all the time because people yes. are being dumb down there. Mm-hmm. Um, but for this happening out in like gold two games, like I feel like people like this should be banned. I, it's hard to get like evidence against them and to get them banned for it, but there should be some way to get these people banned. Yeah, like that's it's, it's hard to prove it. Yeah, and and that's like I don't know if you can ever really have an effective way to to like punish that or curb that, but it's definitely like not good for the community. Um, I, whichever side you're on, right? Obviously, it sucks to be on the side that 
that is throwing like that's super annoying but also like even being the other side where you're winning it's like i kind of just want to play the game like i don't just necessarily want free mmr like that's cool i guess but i'm kind of here to play the game so it's annoying and stupid i don't understand why people care so much about rank that they're doing this stuff like this is just a number in yeah. a game you play yeah uh, Supakami Kayoso says, "How do you think most gunfights are won? Do you think it's more the skill or game sense, or both?" Um, so I think actually the most gunfights are won by the lucky headshot that people get. Like I think a lot of the times that head gets hit almost on like people are aiming for it, but I feel like a lot of times it happens on accident. Like those flicks and stuff, like they're cool, but you really got lucky. Yeah. I feel like a lot of gunfights come down to that, and it's so annoying. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, Siege is about headshots. And, yep. Like, if you're good enough at that, you can bail yourself out of tough situations mm-hmm. just by hitting a lucky headshot or, or even a skilled headshot, right? Like, right. That, that that's definitely part of it. However, I think that you can set yourself up to, like, win more gunfights mm-hmm. by smart play. And he's just giving examples of, like, how there's times where he's definitely had, like, the better position and he's still lost. Um, a lot of that comes into, like, understanding Peeker's advantage and, like, getting like literally the best angle you can get trying to make sure you're doing that. And then just like pre-fire. Yeah. Yeah. Pre-fire is huge, especially if you're going to peak. Um, but like, also I think that like a good siege player chooses their gunfights really wisely. Like I just try not to get into gunfights if I don't have to, mm-hmm. like obviously there's times where I get like a little kill hungry and I'm going for somebody or whatever, but like, or, or where I feel like, you know, I'm going to win this. I'm going to go for it. But like, for the most part, it's like, okay, time's winding down and I'm defending and like this guy's pushing and he's two rooms over. Forget it. I'm going to let him yeah. have that. Like, I'm going to, I'm going to sit here and shoot, shoot at him a little bit and make sure he has to fight for it. But like, he can have that room. I don't care. Yeah. Have that room. Like, I'm, I'm getting back. I've got captain traps in front of me. I've got frost traps in front. Like, yeah. I'm not going to take this gunfight. This is stupid. Like, so I think a lot of that, they're just like picking and choosing when you have to have a gunfight is, uh, is huge. Just try not to have to win gunfights. Get off my van said, why have all the attackers for the past three operations been women? And just unfriendly follows up with, why has the fast past three defenders from operations been men? Um, I think because there's not really any pattern. Yep. <laughs> I mean, they have the fridge, right? They put operators in the fridge and then they when they're ready, they come out or whatever. Uh, I, re- I remember like when this whole debate over like which operator was Mozzie and which operator was gridlock was happening and who was the attacker and who was the defender. Like, Core Ross made a video where he surmised, like, oh, well, it's going to be uh, one way or the other because the last one, I think, so I think he said the defender would be the man because Nomad was a defender and she was a, no, reverse. Kaida's a defender and he's a man, so this time the defender would be a woman, right? And, it, like, I was like, uh, but that pattern doesn't hold. If you look back, like, okay, so the last, the last bunch of defenders were clash alibi and maestro vigil ella lesion mirror so i guess there's a little bit of pattern there but like it's it's not like a pattern that you can necessarily live by like it's not set in stone so it, i think it's just there's not any thought i don't think into like oh this last one was this so the next one has to be that this is i was just going through the operators Every single operation has had a man and a woman come out, except for Zofia and Ella were both women. And before this... Zofia and Ella didn't come out together. Oh, they did not? No. So um, that was around Operation Health. 
Oh. So while they're both Grom, uh, one of them, Sophia, I think, came first. Don't quote me on that, but I think she came with Ying and Legion, and then Ella actually came out with Dokubi and Vigil. Interesting. Okay. Um, but anyway, male, female, male, female, through every single operation. But if you go back to like the original operators, they are 100% males except for IQ, Ash, and Twitch. Yeah, and we knew that. Weird. You it's just funny. I, mean, you didn't, like, I haven't. I haven't really like realized. Realize. Like, they've been doing men, women, men, women, men, women. Yeah, they've been doing that. Anyway. So, so now like it's a lot closer to to equal. Yeah. As far as how many there are, but like, yeah, at first it was almost all guys, which makes total sense because militaries turns out are made up by mostly men. Yeah. Um. Oh, is that what I was gonna say? I I was gonna say something and I forgot. I. Maybe it wasn't, but I was just gonna say Valkyrie looks so much different in game versus like her picture. Like, yeah, she looks. I don't know. Her she's picture a lot closer now than she was when she came out. True, but she's still way far. Like I was looking at her the other day when you like you see her and then you click on her and actually see like her character model. It's just not even close, and it's just bad. Like all the other operators are a lot closer than she is, and she's so far off. It's just funny. Anyway, sorry. Yeah. Um, sorry, that was a really long answer to like a pretty short question. Clap on STVI says, what are your opinions on having a favorite operators tab? You select five attackers and five defenders as your favorites. If you don't select an operator in time during a ranked match, you, instead of getting the random operator, you get one from your favorites tab. Love it. Yes. That is a 100% very great idea. Yeah. This is, uh, we've talked about this before for sure, <laughs> but yeah, like I don't understand why you shouldn't be able to do that. These are the five I like to play. Don't stick me with a random vigil that I like have never played. Like, you know, I want to be whoever Rook, Maestro, Jaeger. Mm. Stick me like with with the guys that I want to be. Right. Zilla S one nine seven says, "What are your thoughts on this video? I think banning should be completely random. It's a little annoying that the exact same operators get banned." So he links this video from Get Flanked that's called "Why Is Everyone Banning Jackal? Does He Need a Nerf?" Um, and basically, it just talks about Jackal being annoying, and that's why people ban him. But his win delta is like way low, so he shouldn't need a nerf. Mm-hmm. Um, what's funny is he actually says like one of the best ways to nerf Jackal without really like destroying him is to make the footprints disappear faster, which is something that we've been saying. Like, oh yeah, yeah make the footprints this disappear. Yeah. Um, but the reason the reason I bring this up is because no, I don't think banning should be random because people don't want to play against certain operators. Well, that's and, the whole point, right? The whole point is to introduce more strategy to the game. Right. And even if like the same operator is being banned over and over again, it's making the game better for a lot of players. Like, Get Flank talks about like sometimes I I I'm not banning Jackal just because I don't like playing against him. I'm going to ban like what I think should be banned because of our strategy of play or whatever. He's like, but it took me getting scanned by Jackal one time to immediately regret like we should have banned Jackal. Like, this is annoying. We should have been... And he was he was being scanned for, like, a, a minute and a half of a round. Uh-huh. It's like, yeah, that's, it's so true. Like, you don't ban Jackal, and all of a sudden, like, you've got this Jackal tracking, you're like, ah, oh, we should have banned him. This sucks. It's like, yeah, you, it just makes the game better to not play against certain operators. Because, I mean, I get for, like, the Jackal mains, the Blitz mains, it probably really sucks. Right. But, well, I'm yeah, sorry. Like, our default defense ban is Kavera, and we've talked yep. very many times about how annoying we think Kavera is and stuff, and it's like... The few times that we have chosen not to ban her, somebody goes and gets interrogated, and it's like, dang it, we could have run this round if we just would have banned Kavera like we knew yeah. we should have. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's just, it's a problem that we don't want to have to deal with. And so it's just, it's nice to get rid of it. Agreed. So, yeah, I, 
I don't know what they could do to curb that or if they even should do anything. Yeah, no, I think it's fine how it is, honestly. I mean, it just it does suck if you're a Jackal main, right? If Jackal's your favorite operator, it sucks, I'm sure. Yeah. But I don't know what to do about it. Blank Pencil says, should operators have the option between three secondary gadgets? Oftentimes, I feel like they add or remove a gadget that isn't doing poorly, like Mute or Frost with a shield for the new camera, or the recent Kaid barbed wire for C4. I understand that sometimes they remove gadgets because they feel too strong, like Ella with the concussion mines, but it sucks when a gadget you feel like on an op is taken away merely to give them a new one that the developers think you will like better. Rather, I'd prefer them just give new options while not taking away the old ones, especially since we have rumors of at least one more secondary gadget on the way, the perimeter alarm. Which I haven't heard that rumor, but that's pretty it, it cool. was in like one of the on the backdrop of like that short that they made. Oh yeah, I remember that. Um so I think I think you can't have like operators having like a choice between like C four and um like nitro cell impacts and like the new deployable shield. Like I think the things need to be balanced, but I think you can certainly give Kaid, like if you're going to give him nitro cell, keep his barbed wire, let people pick his barbed wire too, if they want to instead. Yeah. Like I, I understand they need a certain number of nitro cells possible on defense and keep that number the same, but like with certain gadgets, like let people choose, like I don't actually want barbed wire or an nitro cell. I want a deployable shield. Yeah. Um, it, it would be kind of nice if it was like use that as a subtle way to uh, to like buff an operator where it's like you, some operators only have two choices, but some might have three. Yeah. Right. So with Kaid, like, OK, he feels a little underwhelming. We're going to add Nitro Cell. So now like you can you have those three options. But, yeah. you know, for somebody like Mira, like she's already really great. So she gets her two choices and that's it. You don't also get to choose. I want to bulletproof cam to compliment right. Mira. Right. Um so yeah, I think that'd be a good a really good way to just like here this operator now has a little bit extra um you know, just flexibility to work with. Agreed. Um that kind of reminds me but not really, just random thought <laughs> that a fuser this happened to you actually the other day. We were playing ranked, and you tried to oh, plant yeah. in the trains, and you couldn't plant in trains because it's not the objective. It's like mining room or dummy. fireplace. Anyway, but it made you drop the diffuser and you like tried to pick it up, but like you couldn't because you had to walk back a certain number of steps and then pick it up, and then you ran out of time. It's like okay, I wish the drop the diffuser button was on something else, and yeah. I also wish that like if you had diffuser and you're in sight, there was some like HUD element that told you like you're in sight, like if it's like a little yellow border around your screen. There's, there is. There's like so. So like at the top I mean, of the screen, at the top of the screen, it fills in the like. There's like a little diamond or something that it fills in that shows like you're on a really or whatever. But like it's it's so tiny as to be like unnoticeable. I have not noticed that. It seems like there should be some yeah something a little more. There should be something to tell you because there's certain places like Oregon you can plant in that like in that bunk room that's not even part of the objective. Like yeah, there's there's definitely a way to tell when you're in and when you're out. Yeah. But it's it's very subtle. Okay. But it needs to be less subtle. And I think the drop diffuser button should be something else because like 
for example, there's so these these two just don't make sense. So the organ one upstairs, it's the kids' bedroom objective and uh, whatever the other room's called. There's like the room with the bunks or whatever that has like the reinforced yeah. wall that goes out to the outside balcony. Mm-hmm. You can plant in that room, and it's it doesn't have any of it's a separate room on its own. It doesn't have either objective inside of it at all, mm-hmm. but you can plant there. Yeah. However, on bank, you you used to be able to plant, and you can't anymore. In open area, when you have open area and kitchen as your objective, mm-hmm. you can't hop in that window that's in open area and plant there, even though right. it's part of the same room right and there's no like, like there's just yeah, no consistency no. between what the rules are of where the objective starts and stops right and it's dropping weird. the diffuser there sucks like i didn't mean to drop it like i like i got myself killed because i accidentally dropped the diffuser i had to run away and pick it up and like do this awkward like step away from it thing like yeah. that should just be a different button yeah at least yeah, i mean I, I get it's hard for like a console because there's so already so many buttons on siege and it's so complicated but at least give us the option on pc yeah. like let me make that down arrow because I'm probably never going to drop it. It's rare that I drop the diffuser. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. It's dumb because it it does conflict with the exact opposite action that you're trying to, to right. make. Right. Uh, and that and usually that would only like cause confusion at like a critical time when mm-hmm. there's not time to spare. Right. So I mean, people. I, if you were to post this on the subreddit, the response would be just be more careful. Just realize oh, you're an objective. People would be so elitist about it. It's like, okay, this isn't like a need change. It's just a quality of life change that should change. Right. Like it would be nice. Yeah. If I could make that choice myself. All right. I think that pretty much covers it for today. Um, I will fulfill my promise to play more Nook. And you will see it on stream this week. If Yeah. Come. Uh, now that we do Wednesday nights, we can just remind you every podcast. Come hang out with us tonight. We're usually on around 8-ish Pacific, more or less. 8 p.m. Pacific, more or less. So come hang out. Come play with us if you can. And uh, anything else to say? Just goodbye. Bye-bye.